Well, hello everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. We are on week number six. We're doing a, a series at the moment called The Biggest Kingdom Leadership Requirement, which is a big title, but I believe in it because this was the biggest thing that the leaders looked for in the early church. Before uh, Paul had written his lists of qualifications for elders, deacons, and all of that, right in the beginning, in the early church, in the book of Jerusalem, when they needed leaders, it says in Acts chapter 6, verses 3 and 4, brothers and sisters, choose seven from a m- men from among you who are known to be full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. And for me, that's the biggest leadership requirement. Everything else we can learn. We can learn leadership styles, techniques, but this is what biblical leadership is rooted in, fullness of the Holy Spirit. Are you full of the Holy Spirit? To be have leadership skills without fullness of the Holy Spirit is not going to produce the eternal fruit that Jesus is looking for. So, The challenge I felt from God is I've spent a lot of time teaching about leadership techniques and leadership strategy and leadership character. But are we teaching people about living lives full of the Holy Spirit? Because we know that Jesus has given us the gift of the Holy Spirit when we give our lives to Christ. But the Bible also says, don't be drunk on wine, but be filled with the Spirit. In other words, continually live a life full of the Holy Spirit. Are we actually living a lifestyle that's full of the Holy Spirit? So over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at some very practical lifestyle habits. And the goal would be, as leaders, to adjust our lifestyles in such a way that we begin to live lives of constantly being filled because you're constantly going to be emptied through what you do, through giving out to others, through the leak of just the pressures of the world. We can in some ways be drained. And yet if we adapt our lives, put these habits in place, we can live lives full of the Spirit. So some of those we looked at were Uh, Remember, the habit of personal worship, daily, private, personal worship, learning to sing to the Lord and be filled and refreshed in Him. Meditation, not just reading the Bible, but meditating on Scripture. We looked at prayer, time on your knees in His presence. Last week, we looked at fellowship, Jesus-focused friendships, how we can drink, not just from the Spirit, but from others. Good, godly friends can help fill us in the Spirit as well. I want to look at another habit today, which is a beautiful one. And it's the habit of breaking bread regularly and learning to draw of the Holy Spirit through this simple meal that Jesus instructed us. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was staying with a friend up in Johannesburg, Bruce McAlpine, good friend of mine. And uh, half past six in the morning, there's a knock on my door. And in he comes to my room in his pajamas with a little cup of wine and some bread. And he said, Brent, hey, let's break bread together. And uh, I was still like half asleep sitting in bed, but we broke bread together. And it was an incredibly sweet moment in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And there's something about breaking bread, remembering the body and blood of Jesus, which if done right, is an incredible source of fullness, of being enriched by the Holy Spirit. And uh, it says in Acts chapter 2 verse 42, remember that uh, main scripture where it described life in the early church, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. In fact, as a church, as an elders team, we were really uh, convicted a, a couple of years back. Are we devoted to breaking bread regularly. Now, we're doing it once a month. Is that really devotion? And, and so we made an adjustment in the life of the church that at every church gathering, every Sunday meeting, let's break bread together. And let's not do it as a ritual. Let's not do it as an act of religion. But let's rather teach it in a way of devotion so that it becomes a central part of our worship as we remember what Jesus has done for us. So, um, What struck me as I read Acts chapter 20 verse 7 is that it's speaking about the early church and it says, On the first day of the week we came together to break bread. 
And that really strikes me because, I mean, they're describing, obviously, their church gathering, but they described it as the main purpose. It doesn't say on the first day of the week, we gathered to have a church service. It doesn't even say we gathered to worship or gathered. We had Paul, the great apostle, was here. We didn't even gather to hear Paul preaching. We gathered together to break bread. It was as if the early church had discovered this was the rallying point, the central gathering together. Why we come together to break bread. And they did preach. They did worship. They did all of these things. But right at the center was this amazing habit of breaking bread. The big idea, this is a powerful meal. And uh, in fact, when we read, there's a bit of a negative scripture, but it teaches us something. The, the well-known text about breaking bread in 1 Corinthians 11, 29 and 30, it says, For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. This is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. Basically saying, some people have died because they're breaking bread wrong without recognizing the power of this meal. But what this tells me is if this simple meal, the, the body and blood of Jesus, the bread and the juice, if this simple meal carries the power of judgment that can bring sickness and death, how much more on the flip side should we be trusting that this meal, it's a powerful meal, so surely it can be imparting even more life to us. And that's the revelation that I would love you to catch right now. As often as you break bread, can you do it not as a religious routine or something, but actually, Jesus, as we partake of your body, we want your life and substance to come and fill us and refresh us and strengthen us. As we drink of that cup, the, the weight that's lifted when we know our sins are forgiven, when we remember the covenant promise, have you learned to break bread well and receive the life and power of Jesus? So here's some practical suggestions very quickly. Learn to break bread well at church, not as a religion or ritual, but deepening your relationship with Jesus. Consider making it part of your daily devotion. What about that going through a season every morning as you read your Bible, breaking bread, you and Jesus fellowshipping together? What about breaking bread as a family at a mealtime or small group gathering? Next one, focus on the revelation of the life of His body and covenant promise of His blood and let it fill you with His Holy Spirit. I'm convinced in this simple act of remembrance is a secret of drawing the life and fullness of the Holy Spirit. So here's some questions that I'd love to pose for you to ponder either individually or in your leadership team or group. Number one, how devoted have you been to breaking bread? I mean, if, if Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, came and visited you or your church, would he say of you, oh, they were devoted to breaking bread? Is what we're doing lining up with what the early church was doing? Question number two, how can you make a habit of breaking bread regularly? What, what would it look like? Are there, is there once a, wheel, <laughs> once, a wheel, once a week meal to have together as a family or in your connect group or, or privately? How could you make it part of your regular routine. And then the third question, have you broken bread on the, in the past as a ritual, religious act, or have you learned to fellowship with the Holy Spirit as you remember the body and blood of Jesus? And that's my real encouragement for you. I think there's so much in this simple but precious meal. And if we learn to do it right, we can learn to live much fuller and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Well, I hope that helps and I hope this becomes part of your lifestyle. And uh, until next week then, God bless and bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustardseedleadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.